up, bitches! <laughs> Yes, I assumed you were. Yeah, I know. And you're like, what time? I'm like, three. You're like, works. So I'm like, does it work for everyone? Or Because you're not coming solo. No, absolutely not. And you've abandoned this chair, right, Lauren? This is done? Okay, there was a spider in one of the chairs a long time ago. That's terrifying. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She's on the, on the couch with Alex. That's it. We're done. We almost canceled the whole podcast. I, I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, I need more. Yeah, I need more details. I can see it from across the room. No, apparently, but that's again. Hey, it's an old house. There's gonna, we might see one of those big kind of like little caterpillar things go across the wall. Okay. Because we're in a base. Oh god, sorry. Uh, if I see it, Ugh. I'll just take a picture of it behind you, but I won't tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, please don't tell me because I'll start screaming. So. That's okay. So we are. I don't know. This is almost turning into a series if we're being completely honest. Uh. The ladies of the ladies of you should be a this should be a calendar. Yeah. The ladies of Cleveland today is Adrena Couture Wolf. <laughs> okay. Well, I did. I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was your last name because it was such a cool name, and then you found out your last name's Wolf, and that's also a cool name. Thank you. You're welcome. Gosh, are you nervous? A little bit. It's okay. We'll get going. You got some wine next to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I need to take a yeah. Go ahead, take a bit, nice long sweat. Yeah, there you go. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, so. I met you at Alex's podcast, which I'm going to release tonight. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really like that one a lot. I remember when I went back and uh, listened to it. Um, I honestly live, it was way more chaotic. But when I listened to it, I'm like, oh, it's actually not. I thought it was going to be like, um, I don't know, like a lion fight or something. <laughs> like, yeah. There's so much yelling and laughing in a good way, but it was actually it was a really good episode. So I'm excited to release it. So, so. I'm not like screaming in the background. Oh no, you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> you all are. Cool. I don't even remember every, what everyone was screaming about. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I, it just you know, you're just amping her up. It's okay. You, you guys are like a pep squad. We had a nice time. Yeah, fun. no, 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 we did. Good time. A lot of booze. Yeah, I there walked so in with There were so many what? empties the Seltzers, next morning. Seltzers. We had wine. We had beer. My wife came down the the next day, <laughs> and she was like, "Who is your guest?" <laughs> And she's like, there are empties everywhere. Are they okay? Oh. I'm like, well, there was more than... She thought it was one person. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would be alarming. There's like 12 empties everywhere. Yeah. And she's like, how many did you have? I'm like, I had like a beer and a there half. There was a whole crew. Yeah, there was a ton of people. Yeah. So after we started talking during um, Alex's and then saw you at the live show, thank you for coming again, by the way. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I like time. that place. Flight's Love the flight. Best. Yeah. So we started talking about just kind of other, I don't know, just personality-wise and some of the stuff that you did and said, and, you know, at, at, I'd like, it'd be really fun to have you on for another one. And then we started talking about a lot of other kind of possible things to discuss. You brought up a couple good ones. I brought up way better ones in the <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh we did talk about something prior to this i'm not going to bring it up now because i don't know if we even should and honestly i kind of don't want to i think we should leave this poor woman alone at this point <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that 
Um, but this is kind of a wild time because that we have Cleveland problems. I don't know if you know what's happening with Matt Rife. I just found out about this. Everybody hates that dude now too. I no, I don't know what's happening. He's a comic and yeah, he's I know apparently he is, hot. Right? I don't get it. Oh. But uh he made a joke in a special which I didn't see, and now everyone's coming for him and he's basically done. His his oh. career was about seventeen months. Wow, and he was just here. Oh yeah, he was just here. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because I remember he was on, uh, he hit up some of the radio shows. I saw some yeah, posts interesting. Dude, doing arenas. He's like 25 years old. But uh, he said something that wow. someone didn't like. Took it too so far. keep that in mind when you're yeah, talking today. make sure I don't say anything <laughs> too crazy. To be Cleveland famous. Mm. You could be on that list. We were just talking about like who's famous and who's not. <laughs> yeah. Today, yeah, you're going to be Cleveland famous. I you can so. hit that list. There's some good ones. I love that. MGK, even though he's not from here, he's Cleveland famous. <laughs> and then we have our local Cleveland famous people. Yep. So you are, well, first, talk about, I wanted, we wanted to talk about uh, the uh, your content creation, because I don't think I noticed this the first time around when you came here. And then when I started kind of following you, I started seeing some of the things that you were kind of posting and endorsing. I really want to know about it, because I'm not going to lie, I didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> so... I feel like I'm always someone who loves sharing things that I love on social media. Yeah. I've always been that way. I am not a gatekeeper. Like, if a girl asks me, oh, my God, love your dress. Where'd you get it? Like, I'm going to share it. Um, and I've been doing that for years, just posting things that I like. And I finally decided to take it seriously. Um, and I launched my LTK shop, which a lot of people know that as like to know it. Um, it's basically a channel where people can go shop. You can follow your favorite, you know, bloggers, content creators, and they post everything that they love. And you can literally shop from the page. It takes you to, you know, if they post things from Nordstrom or any other the stores they love, you can directly shop there. So I launched my LTK shop. It's at Adrena, A-D-R-I-N-A. Follow me to see all the amazing things that I post. Um, but I like to post fashion, lifestyle items, just really anything that I love and that I actually use. Um, I don't post brands that I don't actually own things from or that I don't actually use in my daily life. Um, so that's key too. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of, I see a lot of like content creators in a lot of different spaces. Yeah. I think probably more often than not the ones that are kind of just pushing mm -hmm. restaurants and bars. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, when someone like in the, in the Cleveland area is kind of like, hey guys, have you checked out Culver's? I'm like, all right, that's. Because <laughs> I did. I saw one of these. And of all the amazing spots yeah. in Cleveland and Tremont and Gordon Square and Hingetown and Lakewood, downtown, yeah. all these amazing places you're like, check out Culver's. That is so weird. I'm like, that's obviously not a. Like, if someone's visiting the city, I don't want them to be like, guys, no. why is everyone talking about this it's Culver's? strange. Yeah. So I think that's important that you do that because I think people will get that and see that. Like, if you're just pushing something to push it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm not going to post stuff that I don't you know, actually use or care about. So yeah, I, I launched my LTK shop. I also post a lot of stuff on my Instagram, Adrena Couture, which Joe, you thought Couture was my last name, but it's not. I thought it was, honestly, I kind of hoped it was your last name. Yeah. Not because Wolf is bad, because I didn't know it until just now, but it's such a cool name. Yeah, it is a cool name, but no, Couture is not my last name. I um, chose that as my Instagram name because I studied fashion in college and, you know, Couture, 
high-end fashion. Yeah. So well, hey, you're paying it for it, too, because you said, like, someone will say something like, hey, I like your shoes or I yeah. like your dress. Like, people have said that, mm-hmm. like, to, not to me. People have said that, like, to my wife. Like, yeah. it, like last week, someone mm-hmm. said that. I think uh, we were walking around with Cam, our son, and she had on this coat that she just got and she was very proud of. So this made her day. <laughs> but someone just, random strangers, like, hey, I love your coat. And they talked for about 20 seconds about where it was, where they can find it, how much it was, and, you know, why they're actually best friends, but they're never going to talk again. <laughs> and that's never happened to me. <laughs> no, one's ever, no. Mm. no one's ever been like, bro, where'd you get that cut off t-shirt? <laughs> like, a lot of it might be the vibe I'm putting out there. Um, but yeah, I think that's good. It's good because I do think people like that. I, that's a good way to shop now, too. Mm-hmm. I love little... Not uh, not shortcuts. I don't know if that's the best way to call it, but more personalized shopping. That's exactly what it is because I take the time to curate and put together things that I think are great deals or like like right now I'm posting a lot of gift guides, um, which makes it so easy, you know, for the people that follow me if they can't think of a gift for him, her, the traveler, the workout queen, whatever it may be. I come up with those ideas so it's easy. You can just go there and quickly shop and get it done. So, yeah. Yeah, I like doing I do it. Like it's fun. That. I think uh, personalizing it like that, especially the deals. Yeah. Uh, the deals are – especially now. We were talking about that before we started recording too. Everything in the world is expensive yes. right now. So if you can find something cool that you like mm-hmm. that is a good deal, whether it's holiday or anything like that, that's a very, very good thing. People like that. I will that. be posting the deals year-round always. Well, that's a good way to get people to follow – because you know, once you kind of – like if you were to post something and uh, – Good deal. Everyone, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to follow this girl because she's, she's actually posting legit things. That's a thing in like affiliate marketing where um, people will post like a reel. In the real, like, even when you watch the reel, you don't have to research. You're like, no fucking way that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's not. I saw one t- today. It was uh, this woman just kind of dancing around. She's like, get paid $15 a song on Spotify oh, to review songs. Yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking, mm. no one would do any other job ever if all they had to do was listen to music and get paid $15 a song. Hey, and be like, you never know. I like though. that song. You never it's know. not true. I looked into know. it. Because I was like, oh man, I'll do that all day long. Yeah. It's that not, would be nice. No, it it's like really you have job. to, it's a, you build play, which is such a far cry from what she was in this reel. Yeah. She, you have to build playlists, have a thousand followers to qualify, and then people listen. And if they listen, then you can get paid oh, probably yeah. like 14 cents yeah, a listen. exactly. So it was a wild leap from what she was saying. It looked amazing. She's like, $15, can you imagine that? She knew What's what to do to Four draw minutes? you in. She was trying to trick you. To... She did. I'm yeah. so dumb. I'm her target demographic. <laughs> Because I was like, that's not true. And here I am clicking on the link. (laughs) Clicking it. (laughs) Clicking on the link. I'm commenting like, this was a lie. You're a liar. And I want everyone to know you're a liar. Did did you comment that? I did. I pulled up. I called her. I don't know if I said liar, but I was like, no, this isn't true. And then I detailed. Because I was so upset. Yeah. Because I thought I found my way out of poverty to just listen to songs (laughs) all day. (laughs) Well, think about that. Like, what a song is four minutes. Mm -hmm. I can listen to, what, 50 songs in a day, and I can just Rest of the day, nothing. I don't do anything. I can just put my phone down on Spotify, hit play, and I can just go do whatever. Too good to be true. And I'm making hundreds of Too dollars a day true. reviewing, and I'd be like, good song, good song. You have song, to let me know if she song. responds to your comment. 
I doubt it. I can't She's wait probably to hear. deleting my comments. Yeah, it's probably gone. It's yeah. been gone, actually. Yeah, I do. I see a lot of that. I yeah. mean, do you think about like things like that? Like, I mean, about having to have like a legitimate. Not that I think you're going to post anything that's mm-hmm. not legitimate, but in order to kind of grow something like that, because there's a a lot of people that are trying to get into mm-hmm. these types of like forums, you know, because they want to have whether you want it to be your primary source of income, your secondary source of income, side hustle, extra cash, extra cash, whatever. I mean. How do you, how do you kind of go about making sure one? Because the whole like your reels are are really fast, but and I don't mean that in mm-hmm. a good way. I mean you have to actually create a reel, a video, really fast. That's kind of flashy, to the point, gets the deal across, and kind of grabs your attention. In a society where it's pretty much very hard to grab anyone's yeah. attention anymore. So how do you do? Like what do you think about that when you're doing it? I mean, I just post things that I like. It's There's really not, I mean, this might sound bad, but there's not really that much thought that goes into it because I'm literally that genuinely really posting. Right. I know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely posting things that I like, though. It's yeah. not like I'm trying to, like, make it look better than it is. Like, this is something that I use on a daily basis. I love it. Or this is a top that I bought that I love, and I'll buy it again. It's that simple. Or if I go to a restaurant and I have a really good experience, you kind of yeah post a video of like the cute little decorations and the food. I mean, you just you just do what. No, I'm right. kidding. Yeah. That doesn't sound bad. That's yeah. the right answer. <laughs> but if you're not putting, <laughs> if you look at it as I'm not putting a lot of thought yeah. into it, that's because you're like it's not like I'm not putting a lot of thought into it because I actually yeah like I'm just it. being honest. If you have to put a lot of thought into it, that means you gotta have to really convince somebody that this is a good deal, which means it might not be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how long have you been real. doing this? Uh, you said honestly, just. Uh, yeah, I really just launched my LTK shop, what, in the last two weeks, I think? Nice. I literally just launched LTK shop, but yeah, like I said, I've been sharing stuff on social media for years. And like my friends, my family, they always call me Adrena the Influencer. Like they've always said that. Like they'll, people will respond to my stories like, oh, I just bought this because. You said it was good. And I'm like, you know what? I got to start making money off of this. Like, why am oh I doing God. this for free? Hey, I mean, that's what they say. You, you do what you love. You won't work a day in your life. If you Literally. can actually make money doing things that you like doing, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm still just doing what I was doing before, but now making some cash. And that's a good so. way to do it. That's a good, you can, and that's the wild thing about doing things like that, like on your phone. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to it's like It's completely sit, done for my phone. Yeah. You don't Everything. have to sit up like with like four laptops, right. you know, and syncing them all together and then getting like, it's just, you can do it all from your phone. Yeah. That's the sad thing about this podcast. I can't monetize it. <laughs> I enjoy it so much. Yeah. I make a little bit of mm-hmm. money, but not even enough to report tax wise. It's so, even the IRS would be like, you're fine. Keep it. I feel like though, <laughs> one day you're, you're going to blow up and you're going to be making that, making that down. I just have to, I have to find the one person that like listens to it and is like, what if we just put you like in a bigger platform? You do the same thing. I'd like, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my dream. <laughs> Just sitting around hoping someone else Please, figures this out for me. Anyone? Is there yeah. anyone out there? Yeah, that's my LTK shop. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's always closed for construction. Oh, okay. <laughs> As I'm waiting for someone to discover it and make it better, but still give it to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> no, it doesn't mm-hmm. at all. And I just discovered LTK shops like about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And I know that mine's bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people are, they, they, they get the idea or they have, looked at LTK before they looked at like to know it but they don't really understand it it really is somewhere that you can just go shop like you can go 
on your favorite, the person you follow on Instagram, whoever it may be that you like. If they have an LTK shop, you can literally go on there. You can search brands. You could search certain items. So you can kind of see like what things, like if you're looking for a gift, you can literally shop or search gift guides for her. And like, it's going to pull up all these gift guides that people have curated and it just makes it easy. Yeah. It takes the like browsing out of shopping. It really makes it easier. So, so I assume you probably followed other ones that did something similar yes. to kind of not mimic, but you're kind of get the idea. Like yeah, I could do that. I like doing that. And, and that's exactly what happened. It worked on you. Yeah. yeah. And I just was like, I'm going to apply to be an LTK creator. I just, was like, I'm going to do it. And I did it, and they somehow accepted me, and here I am. <laughs> okay, so you apply for it. You have to apply for it, yeah. And um, I've been taking courses, like, through LTK. They it's they really train you on how to, like, monetize everything, how to get your name out, how to launch your shop, all that. So, I mean, I, I have been putting in the work and putting in the time. But, yeah, you have to apply. They look through your social media. They yeah, make sure that you're going to be a fit. Um, yeah, you have to be accepted in order to. When they're like, we're just gonna them. do a quick swipe of your social media. Did you do a quick internal scan of like what did I? Oh post? yeah, yeah make sure there wasn't <laughs> anything weird on there. I did. Take I don't think my down. pictures would be bad, but sometimes I just like comment. I'm like, yeah, because it's just like my dog and like I'm at the park yeah. and like whatever wings I'm eating. Yeah, so my definitely pictures... did a quick sweep before the launch. But there are times sure. where I'm like, even like where I'll post something and I'm like, that was funny. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh. But I also can see why someone wouldn't like that. Exactly. That's yeah. what's going to keep me out of office. Yep. Like, <laughs> that's what's going to keep me out of those high paying, any high income bracket. They're going to be like, well, wait, we like you. We think you're great, great podcast. Also, this is you, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The internet really is forever. It really is. <laughs> Got to be careful. Yeah. Like my, the things I post sometimes, it's like the only fans of like words. When everyone's like, no, it's okay. I'll just delete it one day. I'm like, eh, sorry. Nope. I mean, please don't delete it. But also, it's there forever. So, you're from around here, right? Yes. Okay. I am born and raised in Rocky River. Not too far from here. Not far at all. Lakewood's much more expensive neighbor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I, you know, I did live in Lakewood for a long time. I love Lakewood as well. But, um, yeah, I grew up in Rocky River. Um. Which was interesting, to say the least. Um, we'll say more. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I grew up in Rocky River. I went to Rocky River High School, went to you know Rocky River schools my whole life. Um, I am a black woman for people that don't know who's sitting behind the microphone right now. Um, and if you're from Cleveland, you know that there are not a lot of black people in Rocky River. Um, Can confirm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I always say I graduated with one and a half black people, and that's because I graduated with one black girl and a mixed boy. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> those were the, the black people I graduated with. So, how big is Rocky River? Um, my graduating class was under 300 people. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say. So it's not a huge, but still, if you're like one of two black people, yeah, it seems bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. Um, but yeah, so obviously appreciate growing up there, like great school system, yeah. very safe, um, you know. But there are just things that I don't even think I noticed in the time, like while growing up there, that like now as an adult, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Um yeah, no, I, I obviously I don't know the specifics, but yeah, I mean, 
I think a lot of us kind of look back and, and see things sometimes. Like like in high school, you're like, wow. Yeah. That flew? Because, you know, you're always going to like, I mean, the, the, the running joke is, you know, anyone in 2020 that's like, can you believe how not progressive we were in 20, you know, 10? And people in 2010 said the same thing about the people in the 2000s and the 90s and the 80s. We're going to keep getting better. Well, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when you kind of look back at some of those things, even as a young kid, like, mm-hmm. it's you're like, man. But, like, for you, obviously, there's a lot more layers to just, you know, like, like for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I was in Akron. You know, we had a decent blend of a lot of different types of people. But, yes, I still look back and think about, you know, how wild high school was. And thank God there wasn't social media then. Yeah. Yeah. I... Not not good. Yeah, social media was just like starting to feel like take off when we were in high school. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what the amount is now or what the facts are now. But I remember I looked it up. Like at the time when I went to Rocky River, like in general, Rocky River as a whole had less than one percent diversity. So that's I'm not saying just one less than one percent black people. It was everything. Like any. Anything outside of white. Yes. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, that's so crazy. Um, And it was always interesting because there would be, like, black people that moved to Rocky River and they would live there for, like, short spurts. Like, I I would finally, like, make a black friend and they would move away, like, when we would get close. Like, I I don't know. It's just a strange place. And then, you know, like... I was, you know, a cheerleader. I wouldn't say I was popular. I was friends with everyone. Like, I was just one of those people that got along with everyone. I was a homecoming queen. But, like, I didn't have a date to, hom- to homecoming. Like, the homecoming queen didn't have a date to homecoming. And, like, I think of that now, and I'm like, is it because, like, none of the boys were, like, allowed to, like, take a black girl to homecoming? Like, those are things that I think of now. Because it's like, how how do you become the homecoming queen but then don't have a date for homecoming? Like... I don't know because you were like, I mean, I wasn't really popular with cheerleader homecoming. I'm like, you sound popular. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Popular is like such a weird term. You know, it's when like you think famous. of like the popular kids, yeah. like, no, I wasn't a popular kid. But yeah. yeah, probably popular just because I had a lot of friends. But yeah, you know, it was it was strange. Well, like, so like in an area because like Rocky River is not huge, but it's not small. Right. Like it's it's a good size. I mean, so you're thinking roughly maybe like a thousand kids in the school. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many like households that that, that equates into, but uh, it is it's a nice community. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, I'm not from Cleveland originally, and I've been in Lakewood like eight years. I mean, that's kind of hard to not notice when you're in Rocky River, especially coming from a lot of the other kind of areas in Cleveland. I don't know why that is. I mean, it's not a. I don't know. There's probably a bunch of factors as to why you know you know. Maybe other people of other you know ethnicities don't want to move to a predominantly white place for that reason. Probably even for kids' reasons too. Like if they have kids, a lot of them like you know I don't. It's not that it's a bad area. Like you said, it's a nice area. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to live. It's a good school. It's a good place to grow up. But you know you you know you kind of think about your kids and like what you know. Do I want them to feel comfortable? And I mean, that is still something that people are going to be comfortable about. Yeah. And I mean, these are conversations I have with my friends now that yeah. are like getting married, having kids. Like I have friends that say, oh, like we would like love to raise our kids in Rocky River. And if it's someone that is black, I'm like, mm, just think that through. Yeah. Uh, like seriously, think it through because it, 
I I don't think I had like a horrible experience. I'm not saying that, but I do know like my brother, like some crazy stuff happened to my brother. Like a 10 year old kid, like uh, one of our neighbors called him the N word because he like went on his, in his yard to give like the, our friend, a, a girl, one of our neighbors, like she left her purse at our house and my brother being a nice kid, he walked it over there and the dad was like, get off of my property, you. So I'm like, that is just like so crazy to me. Like you have to think of those things. Like if you do want to raise your kids in a place like Rocky River, like, I mean, there can be people like that anywhere. I understand that, but it was just, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I, obviously there is people like that yeah. anywhere, but you can, you're, you're thinking about, those are the things that kind of stick with you. The, those are the things that stick with you. Like when someone were to come to you and say, Hey, you know what? I have like a, a kid that's about to go to high school or, or, or in grade school. And like, I know you grew up there. What do you think about that? I mean, that, of course you're going to remember that instance. And yeah. it doesn't matter if that was an isolated one out of 10 years. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That, that's that's going to stick. With, and it should stick with you. That would stick with me. That would stick with most people. Yeah. But I understand that. I, I do. I get, again, as a new father, because I think about things like, you know, my biggest fear is him having a friend or having friends. And that comes with them being comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and being comfortable in their own skin and being comfortable with, you know, their surroundings. That's how they're going to kind of make friends. You know, he's uh, hopefully doesn't get my, you know, introverted if there's a more than five people in the room, Gene, you know, but you're a more personable, you know, you know, kind of like more social person that can kind of, uh, you know, be in a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different, and still probably still thrive. Yeah. Um, and this kind of, this was the next thing I wanted to say if, and if you do like, say you do want to raise, you know, your child of color or your black child in Rocky river, whatever it may be like, that's great. Like try to like put them in situations or areas where there are going to be people that look like them. And I know my parents did try to do that. Um, but honestly it was still weird. Um, like I grew up in a black church. Like I went to a black church since I was little. Um, but I do remember the other black girls making fun of me because of how I talked. They were like, why do you talk like that? Like, why do you talk like a white girl? And then you're like with white people and they're asking you, why is your hair like greasy? Like what? Like, cause we put grease in our hair. We put oil in our hair and it, I felt uncomfortable no matter where I was. I felt uncomfortable around black people. <laughs> and then I felt uncomfortable around white people. So it's it's just odd. So you can, like, try to immerse your children in those situations where they're going to be around people that are like them. But there's a chance they're still not going to be accepted. No, yeah, and that's, that's such a tough spot to put a kid yeah, in. Yeah. And then by a kid, I mean anyone under the age of, hell, anyone under 25. Yeah. You know, I mean, we think of kids, you think, but I mean, when you're 20, you're still figuring shit out. Yep. Some of us in their 40s are still trying to figure shit out. But I mean, yeah, that's that's a really rough, you're almost like a, I can't win no matter where I am. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 you're almost, you're almost made to feel like you're doing something wrong no matter where you are. And yep, that's, that's how it felt. Yeah. Yep. That's rough. That sucks. Yeah. It's, it's strange. But yeah. I understand, but again, and I understand, I think. I think sometimes people will hear like a parent or somebody say, I want my kids to grow up around 
other people that look like them, not exclusively, but that's important. Mm -hmm. And unless you've actually been in the scenario where you are the one that kind of quote unquote stands out, I don't think you can understand why somebody would want that for their kid. Right. You know, like if you, I don't know if you ever want to or would have a kid, I'm sure that's going to be something that you'll think about. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think about that all the time. Like when I do have children, like where the heck do I want to raise them? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know right now. I, I couldn't even tell you um, because, I mean, there's things wrong with everywhere <laughs> and it's a scary world. So um, I but I do think about that because I don't know where like the perfect place is, yeah, you know, no, no, to raise either. a kid. I don't know. I hope it's where we are right now. Well, that's I, where it's happening for I, me. Well, you know, I do. I do <laughs> like Lakewood, though. I, I, do, I do think too. Lakewood's a good option for sure. I do like Lakewood yeah. a lot. I like every I mean, this has difference across the board, food, people, yeah. everywhere. I, I really like it a lot. Um, do you still talk to people from high school? I do. Any? Do you ever talk about this with them? Um, yes and no, not much. I mean, I do have like really, really close friends from high school and like grade school that I'm still friends with. And then I have friends that, like you know, we still like get together. So with those friends that I see here and there, probably not. With my best friends, yes. They, like, absolutely know how I feel, how I felt growing up. Um, you know, obviously, they were, they're great people. They're still great people to this day, and they never made me uncomfortable. These people that made me uncomfortable are not the people that I'm friends with, like, now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've had these conversations with them, and they get it. You know, they understand. Um but yeah, we we do talk about those things now, and they they understand. Yeah, was it in, in like for that? I don't. Know, you don't have to get in like details, but was somebody where they would ask you? Or I'm just curious how it came up. You know, down the road. You know, if you've known someone for a really long time, you feel comfortable with them, and when you, especially when you grow up with people, it's you've like you've kind of just been through some shit together mm -hmm. because you all were awkward and goofy and unsure and insecure all at the same time with each other while all pretending to not be awkward and insecure and goofy all at the same time. So honestly, more recently, I would say yeah. like when all the George Floyd stuff happened, I think that sparked a lot of conversations and that like a lot of people like would just ask me like, and it's not necessarily about high school experiences, but just like, what can I do to be an ally? Like, what can I do to be you know, your friend, you know, me being a white person, being a black person's friend during this time, like that was really, I felt like the first time a lot of people just started asking me. Um, so that sparked a lot of conversation. Um, and now like, just like, since that has happened, I feel like it more, it happens more organically and just talking about past experiences. And yeah, my friends know, like we've talked about, I'm like, yeah, like I was a freaking homecoming queen. I they're like, yeah, that's, that's weird. Like, it is weird. yeah, I didn't have a date to prom. Like uh, it's just, yeah. I promise you there are people in that crowd like, fuck, why didn't I ask? I promise you. It's too late now. I know it is too late now, you <laughs> idiots. But no, I promise you there yeah. are people in that crowd looking at their date like, God damn it, why did I ask Beth? <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Beth fucking sucks. <laughs> Aw, Beth. Poor Beth. Oh, I, ho I hope you don't know an actual Beth. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Oh, so, whatever. Fucking Beth. <laughs> no, you know, the, uh, uh, I'm glad that your friends are, are kind of open mm -hmm. to talking about that too. And I think, yeah, I mean, when bigger things like that happen, you know, and it, it's uh, things like that are never, when people say like, how can I be an ally? Mm -hmm. How can I help? Am I doing anything? Mm -hmm. 
sometimes it sounds kind of like dumb and stupid mm-hmm. asking the question, but a lot of times it's until something like that kind of globally or at least across the U.S. happens that you really start kind of like, uh, you start kind of thinking about that. And I mean, I know it's awkward conversation sometimes, so they'll have it with a close friend yeah. that they know that they can talk to. I think people then started thinking about that. Like maybe have I done and have I said something? I, this happened to me like two days ago yeah. where I said something and I was just like, I don't know if that person knows me well enough to know my humor mm-hmm. or, or anything. And, you know, turns out never even crossed this person's mind. <laughs> right. But that's just, but but that's a that's a thing. I think people are more conscious of it, but I don't think all of us are conscious of it in a bad way. Right. I think you're just like, I got to just kind of mind kind of what I'm saying and think, hey, man, everyone didn't grow up where I grew up. Everyone is not the same as me, doesn't mm-hmm. think the same, doesn't have the same experiences. Some things might have really, really sucked for people. Some people look back at high school and like it was awesome. And they may look back and you like, man, remember how much fun we had? And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I mean, and you're probably like, yeah, we had fun. I had a different kind of fun though, <laughs> right. you know, like it was, it was different mm-hmm. for me, you know? And the fact that somebody can, that you can talk about it with them, I think that's good. I think it's great really. And that they're, you're good enough friends where you can kind of have those kind of maybe a little bit more awkward conversations and still kind of see it through. Yeah. Well, and, th- and that's why we're still friends, right? Yeah, of course. You know, that's why those are, you know, the people that I've chosen to keep in my life, they've chosen to keep me in their life. Like we can have those conversations because we are actual friends and, you're supposed to be able to have those difficult conversations with, you know, people that you're close with. And, you know, even as an adult, um, you know, I only surround myself with people that are willing to have those conversations. I'm not going to be friends with, I dropped so many people during the George Floyd stuff because they were just weirding me out. Like I felt they didn't want to talk about it. It made them uncomfortable. Like you're uncomfortable. Like, are you joking? Like, (laughs) I'm afraid that my brother is literally going to get shot because he's, like, driving. Like, yeah. you're uncomfortable, so I'm like, eh, I'm good on people like that. Well, you know, it's, it's oh, God, when um this was probably around the time, um, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Knott, he's a, a friend of mine. We've known him since mm-hmm. fourth grade. And uh, he came on twice. And the second time he came on, it was kind of around when things were kind of starting to open back mm-hmm. up. And, you know, it's in the, Andre's a great guy. And he had, he and I kind of started talking about like while we were recording like uh, the the white privilege, but and it wasn't something where we were debating mm-hmm. it. He mentioned something. Andre, I think at the time was living in Wadsworth, which was a very similar place to Rocky River, just farther south, mm-hmm. like around you know the Akron area. And he had made a comment about how uh, he's like, I just it's weird that I kind of almost feel like, and he was pretty open about it. He's like statistically, I mean, my kid's more likely to get attacked by a shark. Yeah, he's like, but. Mm-hmm. Because of everything, like I'm, I find myself having to maybe say things to my son, like, hey, man, things might be different for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get pulled over or in this scenario, and he's like, and that's, and that's when we kind of started thinking about like the white privilege part of it. Of, you know, and I, I was never like a staunch believer or denier in it. I'm sure a lot of people have different experiences with it, which is why I was never like, nah, that ain't real because of this, because of what we're talking about. Like, it's not, it's not real for some people and it's very real for other yep. people. And when he described that, like, that's nothing. I'm, I'll tell Cam, like, hey, man, be respectful around cops, but I'm never going to be like, you have to be different yeah. around cops mm-hmm. because that kid may not get the same treatment. Exactly. And again, he wasn't saying anything about police as a whole. He's like, but it's now in my brain now. Like, and to me, that was a privilege that I had that mm-hmm. I didn't really think about. And like that, like a, a, like a very, 
very simple joking conversation turned into that. But we've known each other for a long time, so we can't have that talk. Exactly. Yep. That's it. But it's still it's an uncomfortable. And then I started thinking about it, and then I pass on the conversation to, to to you as we're having the same thing. Like it's it's good to have those, but it's also it's also good to not forget the conversations. Either. Exactly. I think that's for people like me. I mm-hmm. think it's more important to do that. You're never going to forget. I sometimes have to remind myself, and that's e- something I got to do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you left high school, like I don't know if you went to college or after. Yeah, I okay. went to Bowling Green. I don't like to assume when people went to college because I've done that and they're just like, I didn't go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. I assumed you did. Yes, I did. But I also didn't be like, so when you went to college and you're like, I didn't yeah. I didn't want you to be like, yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> and I'd be like, all right, next topic. Next topic, dummy. <laughs> yes, yes. I when you college. were, so after all that kind of like experience, mm-hmm. you know, in high school. Did that change? So you went to Bowling Green. Yes. Was that like a factor when you were thinking about going to the next level of school? Um, It was. And I applied I, to HBCUs, historically black colleges, and I got into Howard. I was, oh, wow. yeah, I was going to Howard. I was going to Howard. And I ended up going to Bowling Green because in state tuition and I got money. I, 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 I got money from BG. I would, I did not get anything from Howard. Um, so yes, that was a factor when I was applying to schools. Obviously, I didn't end up going that route. Um, but yeah, in college, I felt like that was the first time I had a group of like black girlfriends <laughs> when I went to college. Um, so yeah, that was obviously new for me. It was a different experience, um, and it was exciting. It was amazing, and there are friends that I still have to this day. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah, that was one of the best things I think about college was just finally like having a circle of black women you know people that look like me um you know experiencing college together and that's a again when we're like talking about this like because i can i you can almost hear people saying why don't you just say friends and it's like because you don't know what i went like having black friends is important to me not because i think I wanted more of that than white friends or anything. I'm not ranking them. I'm just saying I'm just still more comfortable. There's a comfort level to all that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's important. It's just it's a different type of friendship. We are able to like we go through the same things. We you know experience the same things. Um, so it's it's just nice to be able to have those conversations. For sure. So and I'm sorry. What did you study at Bowling Green again? Um, it was- well. I went for early childhood education. Okay. Um, because you pull this towards you a little bit. There you go. I love children. I still do love children. Um, <laughs> Good but I, I was did studying not, and then yeah. I met some kids and they well, sucked. Well, no, that's that's really what happened. So oh. <laughs> no, th- th- that's really what <laughs> happened. So in Bowling Green is really they're an education heavy school. Like a lot of people go there to become teachers. That's one of the big you know majors there and they have you in the classroom your first year which is great like I went and shadowed a kindergarten class because I did early childhood so I did that it was all good still was very interested I came home for the summer and I worked at day camp I literally could not change my major faster I I said I can't do this I can't do this (laughs) it's just so chaotic teachers are amazing I don't know how they do it. Let's please pay our teachers more. It's ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, I I said, what can I do that I can still graduate in three years? My parents told me, we we are helping you out for four years 
after that, you're on your own. So yeah. I said, I still need to graduate in three years. I want to do something that I'm interested in. What can I do? Fashion. Um, so, yeah, I did apparel merchandising and product development. Okay. That's, yeah. And then um, minored in marketing. And, and I asked that, too, because, again, I'm thinking about experience in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about, because you're obviously conscious of it in high school. And yes. I don't know how how much that influences every kind of decision going forward to kind of not avoid a situation. Cause I know you've been open. Like it wasn't a bad mm-hmm. place to live. It wasn't a bad scenario that you're still friends with them to this day, but like kind of shaping all of your, all of your big decisions. So I don't know, like obviously school, we talked about that, but like choosing a major or anything like that. Yeah. I wouldn't say really choosing a major, but yes, the school, like I said, sure. applying. Yes. I really wanted to go to an HBCU ended up going another route the major not so much the major i really just chose that because it was i love kids it was i still do like i said it was something i thought i wanted to be a teacher since i was a kid i just i wanted to do it for so long but it just didn't end up being the route that i took which is okay (laughs) that's okay i still don't know what i want to do yeah i'm really struggling with that so good for you for knowing that early on (laughs) yeah I, i figured that out but then um yeah i would say i it's funny. I'm now obviously doing fashion again. I'm doing content creating and everything. But for the longest, no. When I um, my junior year, I did an internship um, with Nordstrom. I did like their retail management internship, and then I worked there. You know, after I graduated in management, um, was there for a while, and then I ended up doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, I also was a mortgage. <laughs> I sold mortgages. That was. Uh, literally one of the worst jobs of my entire life. Um, and then I went into sales somewhere else. Um, and then that place where I went into sales, I actually, that's when I started doing recruiting. Um, and it's funny because I was in sales. I have always been really good at sales, you know, always surpassed my quotas. I ended up getting promoted to a management, um, position because I was doing so well, but I never, um, really loved it. Like, I don't like sales, like, corporately i just it's that's a that's a that's a characteristic that some people have and yeah, some people don't i don't yeah. have it either and I, like i said i was doing well everything yeah. was fine but i knew that's not what i wanted to keep doing and i remember my mom hooked me up with this um headhunter and i told him i want to like pivot into hr and recruiting and he literally told me yeah you're not gonna be able to do that unless you get a degree in hr or if you have the experience and I'm like, uh, so how am I supposed to get the experience if you're – so I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so then I ended up being promoted to recruiting at that company that I was working at in sales. And that's kind of how my HR recruiting career started. That was back in 2017. Um, and then I did recruiting for years, solely recruiting, um, which, again – love recruiting, but recruiting is basically another form of sales. I mean, you're, you're selling your company, you know, the opportunity, um, to candidates that are applying for who knows how many jobs, you know? Um, and again, love recruiting, good at it. Um, but I kept getting laid off. Yeah. Recruiting is a tough gig now. Yeah. I kept getting laid off. I got laid off in 2019, um, just due to like budget cuts, Um, And then I got a really great, like, director of talent acquisition job downtown in 2020. And then what happened? 
I mean, everything yeah. seemed to end up fine. I'd yeah, know. yeah. So, yeah, COVID, yeah, COVID. Oh, okay, I'm remembering now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, I got laid off. Um, I was there, I started in February, and then we all know in March what happened. And then I was there through, they laid me off in August. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Damn, they made it through the meat of it. What happened in August? I don't freaking know. August is when people started hiring people I, back. I don't freaking know. <laughs> they, they said bye. So, um the next job that I got is where I'm at now. Um, but I told them when I was interviewing, I know this is a recruiting job. I understand that. I, I like recruiting. I want to recruit, but I need to move into HR. I need to start doing HR because every time I got laid off as a recruiter, guess who was still there? The whole HR team. Yeah. They didn't lay off the HR people. They just laid off talent acquisition or recruiting. So I told them, um, I want to grow into HR. I need you to pay for my Sherm. I need you to allow me to grow into more of an HR generalist role and wherever else that takes me. Um, and they said, okay. Um, I ended up started there in September of 2020. And I started as a recruiter. I moved into a generalist role. Um, then um, became an HR manager after I got my Sherm. And now I'm the the director of HR there. So it's it's been really great, great company. Um, I really respected that they re- they took a chance on me, right? Hmm. Um, they said, sure, yeah, we'll we'll support you in the you know taking the the Sherm classes and all that. And it ended up now I've learned so much from them. I feel like they've learned a lot from me, um, and it's been a great opportunity, and I'm really happy. So yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah, recruiting's a tough gig. That's, uh, I mean, you talk about like, you know, anytime a company then runs into issues, mm-hmm. obviously they stop hiring. And if they stop hiring, there's no need for recruiting. Yes. And that's unfortunately just, it, it, recruiting, even though it's a necessity in certain times, turns into a luxury. Exactly. And luxuries are the first things that they, anyone in a household or in a company get rid of when you got to kind of, you know, tighten the purse strings. Yeah. It's just what it is. That's unfortunate. Like I, the last year, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn, you see a lot of recruiters getting laid off. They're all looking it's for bad. jobs. Starting to see it starting to come back a little it's, bit. Yeah. But also they are, I think incorrectly trying to use AI for recruiting. Yeah. And it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, you know, it's a, it's a very, I'm not saying if anyone's ever really looked into some of the AI or the chat GPT, it's actually not very good. It's weird. It's, it's stupid. It's robotic. I like swear you can to tell. God, someone I have received, I was talking to uh, my friend Haley from the Cleveland Bucklist because we will share like mm-hmm. stories of people reaching out, wanting to be on the podcast, wanting to work with her. She sent me one the other day and I just made the joke. I was like, someone obviously typed out a message put it in chat GPT and then sent it to you. And then she was like, that's exactly what they did. Oh my God. I didn't notice that. And I've had one sent to me before. Mm-hmm. What's well, like, hi, guiltless. I'm like, it's not my fucking name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but that's, but that's, and that's what they're and, and Again, I understand it. I, I know people, people got super amped about it. And I think a lot of us are like, man, this really isn't that. I use it for writing a resume, mm-hmm. and I still have to go. I'm like, I might as well just write this myself. Yeah, I still have to go back and make it not sound like a robot. An actual robot yeah. wrote this, and now people are actually looking for ChatGPT being used, and they're like, No, we're not going to take yeah. that person. Kids are using it in school, and teachers are like, Please stop. Yeah, like quit it's it. it's like I understand your kids. 
and you're not super intelligent when in terms of like you know re- interacting with people. Like this just happened over Thanksgiving. My niece got accused of it, and like her teacher was just like, "You, you don't talk this way. Right? No one talks this yeah. way." So I get it. That, that that is a rough gig for people. Yeah. So and I still do recruiting for my company. I you know I manage a recruiting team. It's still a part of my job, but it's not. Solely what I do, yeah. Um, and you know, my team, I have them doing HR things too. So, I want everyone to be a necessity. I want everyone to be needed at the company. You know, if anything were to happen, you know, we should still have a job for those people. You know, so um, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. So, one of the things, uh, and we talked a little bit about this too. And when you mentioned your 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 kind of upbringing, mm-hmm. Rocky River. It actually, I thought, and this is why I thought this was a really good idea, is segued into something that we've been seeing a lot of in the last like two or three years. And with your experience, I was curious your thoughts because it's probably going to be similar to mine, different to mine, and mm-hmm. probably one that I just haven't thought of. But when you talk about like, you know, basically a lot of what we've talked about is representation and kind of seeing yourself kind of where you are. So look at that like from an entertainment standpoint, because that's been a big one over the last couple of years about, you know, representation in movies, representation in TVs. I think a big one is uh, like uh, uh, characters that were typical, like a black Spider-Man or something like that. Yeah, Black Little Mermaid. Black Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge problem because mermaids are real. <laughs> okay, Fuck. so okay, I have a funny story about this, and we, <laughs> <laughs> it's so my good friend, she sent us a screenshot of a Facebook post. <laughs> this man, a white man, probably in his forties, um, he posted. Easy, we're hitting home. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, was it you? No. It was- <laughs> It's fucking bad. No, it definitely wasn't you. This this is like <laughs> hilarious, but not funny. It's really weird. Um, he posted on his Facebook, um, I can't hold it in any longer. Oh, Christ. I was watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and, you know, it was going so well. It was great. And then at the end, they had to bring out, they had to get woke and bring out Santa Claus with a black Mrs. Claus. Enough of this already. First of all. First of all, Santa's not real. I, I see. I, I had a problem way before this. Like, so I'm watching the parade. Everything's going fine. Like, it goes in a straight line four miles an hour. There's not a whole lot to fuck up there. My favorite was, <laughs> I can't hold it in any longer. Yeah. This has gone on too long. <laughs> So, yeah, um, obviously I'm here for it. I'm here for the representation. It matters. It really, really does matter. It is so important for little black girls to see black princesses, to see black Mrs. Claus, to see it's very, very important. Um, And I love it. I'm here for it. I'm always going to be here for it. Um, People that have a problem with it are weird. Um, It's weird. Especially these, like, these characters, like... That's You're, a key word too. Like, Not historical figures. These are characters in a movie it's or the like Little Santa Claus. Like, I, like, come on. What do you? What really? So well, there's a bunch. Of, so the Little Mermaid's the funniest and probably the most well known one. I don't remember what I was watching, but it was like a back and forth, and then like a third party jumped in. And I was like, I can't believe we're talking about mermaids. Yeah. 
Like it's a mermaid. It's not real. This is what you guys are it's arguing over. It's a woman over. that has a fish for a butt. Like, why are we talking? Why is this a big deal? How is no? How are we not debating if mermaids are real? <laughs> if we're debating yeah. this, yeah, it's a that's a very. This is where we're at. I think a lot. Obviously, a lot of people chimed in. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. The the Santa Claus thing, the black Santa Claus thing, the black Mrs. Claus thing. I don't get that at all. <laughs> You're arguing again about yep. somebody who's not that person playing that person who's not real. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're all like, hey, Halle Berry should play Abe Lincoln. All right. You know what? Maybe we can have a talk about if that makes yeah. sense or not. But we're talking again about we're, – we're talking about fictional – make not even fictional, make-believe characters. Mm-hmm. So I – well, okay. So we had some common ground there. Yeah. Except when you're like probably some four-year-old white dude. <laughs> well. I was like, I mean, yeah, probably. That's, that's but I mean, it. You know that's what? It. You couldn't have said 50? Mm-hmm. I think Give he was a in couple his 40s. Years. Mm-hmm. He was in his 40s. Well, we've seen. I'm trying to think of some other because there's some really good examples that all kind of got. A, oh, the um, the Woman King, that one just came out recently. I don't what the Woman King. I don't so the Woman King was another one. I, I think, and this is actually more. I think on the female side because okay. the, the, this is uh, where I think uh, you know it was basically just like a female action movie. Okay. And it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. I think it didn't do well, like in terms of like expectations. I think it was very well received. I watched it. I thought it was a cool movie. Mm-hmm. I like action movies. I don't care who's swinging the sword. I think it's really, really cool. But that was another one where it's you know females mm-hmm. and specifically black females in like action roles, which historically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't yeah. really see a lot of that I can really think of right now. Uh, but on the other hand, I can think of a ton of you know white dudes, obviously. Like seventy percent of action movies are Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know, like exactly. What about that? I mean, how do you see or think about that? Like in terms, not just representation of you know of uh, of black women, but of women in general. Um, I guess I don't. Uh, I don't really know how to answer that. Well, I mean, it, do you think it's important? I'm n- not oh. important. Not important. Obviously, it's important. Yeah. What I mean is, is it something that. You want to see more of it's of important course. to see more yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I I just think it's important, um, and it's important for women to be in leadership roles, right? Yeah, uh, that's super important. You you work at these companies where like the entire C suite is fifty year old white men. Thank like, you. Thanks for tweaking I, that. I, you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? You listened. Yeah. You processed <laughs> and you shot out. And we're on a common ground. But like it, I mean, <laughs> we, it really is important for women to be in leadership roles. Um, you know, it's important for little girls to see that so they know that they can do that one day. Um, it's it's I w- of course want to see more of that, and I think it's very important for companies to try to make sure they are working towards that. Um, you know, having programs like training women to be in leadership, or having different seminars or trainings or anything to you know get to that recruiting, making your recruiting focus on you know women, people of color. You know, the, these things are very very important, and they need to continue. And I definitely want to see that, you know, representation grow. And you can translate your life experience. There's a lot of things we've talked about into your current role now too. Yeah. Because like what you said, like it's important for to see this. It's important to see that. It's important to, you know, have younger people kind of have someone to look up to that's yeah. not a famous person, Cleveland or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think that that's really, really important. I like that. And, and you again, being able to take everything that we talked about from like your, your you know, childhood, high school, college, all the way to your professional 
you know, realm right now where you can actually take a lot of those good and bad experiences and try to pass them on to like the next crop of people kind of coming through. Exactly. And that's, I don't know that, that that's a, is that a struggle? Like where you are now, like for, for your role, for what you want to do, what you're doing, like with your company hiring and trying to, you know, hire representation wise as well. Um, yes, I'd say. So my job, I work for a federal contractor. Um, so Working with the government and the government being your client, yeah, they dictate a lot of what we do. Um, but I will say the federal contracting world is very diverse. Um, there are a lot of women of color, a lot of people of color, color, black women like that are working in federal contracting. So our company has a lot of diversity. You know, we don't really have that issue, and we do have black people in leadership. Um, but I do think sometimes working for a federal contractor does kind of make it hard to do those things that you want to do. Like maybe there's a type of program that you want to do or you want to do some type of focus, but you can't really do that when like the company that you're working for has like, say, 10 federal clients. It's It all is different based on the client, the location. Um, so it, it that does make it a little tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to get... There's so many factors that can go into it. And that's, yeah. I mean, it's, that's so specialized too. It is. It is. Yeah. And I know we were kind of talking about recruiting earlier. The federal contracting, like those jobs, they're there. Like the, the, we are hiring. We've been hiring all throughout COVID. You know, we have, it's, we are the company that it's hard to find people right now because a lot of the people that work for my company have clearances. They have security clearances. Ah, uh, damn. I was going to actually go to your website. <laughs> okay. So not me. <laughs> no, no. Oh, not the way right you now. said that hurt. Yeah, not right now. You're like looking and shaking your Maybe head. Maybe corporate, like, we can find something for you. But yeah, on the, on the, <laughs> on the, on the client or the contracting side, pretty much everyone, like 90% of the company, we they have security clearances. Yeah. Um, so that just makes the pool even smaller. Yes. Yes. And recruiting right now is very hard because uh, we're a smaller company. There's a lot of contractors that are like huge, right? You know, and they're paying these like astronomical amounts of money. And I'm like, how? What? You just like sometimes can't even compete. It's just crazy. So it's it's hard, but we are hiring. We are looking for people with security clearances. It's a great company, but okay. yeah, it's it's hard right now. It's weird. Okay, I'll. I got ordained as a minister. I'm pretty sure I get a security <laughs> clearance online. <laughs> uh, no. 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 All right. Agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> I did have a, a, a another question. I'm sorry. Um, Okay, so I had another because again, this is uh, and this is completely my thought and no one else's. <laughs> no, so the other reason that I thought this was a good topic because especially with what you originally brought up when you and I were messaging and the kind of the first thing we talked about was your your high school bringing it up. I've always kind of viewed honestly offices as kind of high schools. They're clicky. They are very very kind of backstabby. Uh, they're super immature. Yeah, <laughs> at for least sure. the places I've worked. Yep. Um, and it is. It, it's kind of like a high school. You, you're kind of unsure of what's going on. There's conversations going on that you are not aware of. So, kind of doing that and taking representation into kind of the workplace. And this doesn't have to be. I know you really like the place you're at mm -hmm. now, but you worked at a lot of different places. So. How is that like, say, somebody like you, like a younger person mm -hmm. like you going to a company, 
same scenario. Not a lot of black faces, maybe not a lot of black women faces at all. I mean, does that kind of create the same type of, maybe not anxiety, you can pick the word, but kind of like maybe a, a hesitation, like for not having support, not having someone to go to, things like that. So I think this is a time where actually growing up in Rocky River helped me with these okay. situations because I'm used to being the only black person in the room. Okay. So even like going into, you know, starting work after college, you know, being more in like a corporate setting where it may be like just a lot of people that don't look like me. I'm not saying like this is a, a great thing, but it, it, I'm not super, super uncomfortable because I'm kind of used to it now. But with that being said, obviously it is better to be able to kind of connect with or talk with someone like a woman that's black, that's in a leadership role. Obviously, I want to be able to talk to someone like that or learn from them. Or if I have a concern that I don't necessarily feel comfortable going to a man about, but I don't really want to talk, you know, about that issue. Um, so I do think representation matters in the workplace, but I will say that might be one of like the positives yeah. about, you know, growing up in Rocky River that I actually am okay in those situations. And I, I can you know, talk to whoever. I don't like feel intimidated. Um, so that has helped me actually. Hey, and I mentioned that because I've seen kind of every different part of this, not necessarily, obviously not from the, the, the race mm -hmm. side, because I, I can't view that, but on the men and women's mm -hmm. side, I very much can. Yeah. The, um, I've had clients that were women that preferred to have mm -hmm. men, you know, work their accounts versus women. I think of one right now. She was adamant. We'd be like, well, we have this new one. She's like, nope. What are <laughs> yeah. those guys' names? Like, oh, she just, wow. and it wasn't for, it wasn't like a, a weird, mm -hmm. creepy. She's like, no, I just, I'm just more, I like dealing with men. Like, that's women saying huh. that. I've seen the other side of it too. I remember, I obviously won't say his name, but, you know, he was a young guy kind of coming into this job and he, struggled with the team he was on. It was a team of women. We moved into a team of men and he did well. He did really he did he did significantly and noticeably better and I think a lot of us arrived at I think he's just more not he doesn't like women. He's more comfortable around men and that's a lot to do with upbringing, your age, where you grew up, what you've been exposed to. Like you said that that actually helped you. One of these people may not have been, you know, and if it's their first job and they've only hung out with their friends, all of a sudden that they're yeah. reporting to a woman, that's weird. Yeah. That can be weird and some people can be uncomfortable. Not not dislike women, but it's just not their it's just they're they're uncomfortable and they don't really know how to perform. Yeah. And that's why I've always kind of thought work is a lot like high school. Mm -hmm. It really kinda is when you break it down. There's a little bit more money, you have to dress nicer. <laughs> Um, you're allowed to drink after work versus school, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it is still like that. And I don't know if remotes made that better or worse. Mm, I don't know because I, I do work remotely now. Um, and our corporate office in total works remotely, but a lot of the people that work on the contracts, they work in the office. So it's a mixed, it's mixed. So I don't know. It's a little different because you're you're not really like sometimes you might not even know what someone looks like that you're working with. I know, yeah. If you're working remotely, so that could take away some of that uncomfortableness, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> My first job out of COVID, I got it in like July. 
I worked at a place for a year and a half. I never met my boss. <laughs> okay. Uh, until, <laughs> yeah. until like right before I moved on. Yeah. Like we were finally meeting at the, in, at this one location and I'm, she's like, oh, well, I'll be at the airport. And I'm like, holy shit. I don't, I've never met this yeah, person Yeah, like what before. does this person even look like? I had an idea what she looked like. Yeah. Completely different than what I thought. Yeah. You know, because she used like an old picture. And uh, <laughs> and also, it's a picture. I was expecting a taller woman. Yeah. She was much shorter. Oh. I almost walked right by her. It's either way. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I I don't know where a lot of these kind of things can can go. I, I really don't because I don't. I think some things like that, those those insecurities, those awkward anything, regardless of where it comes from, I don't think it really stops. I still have it. Yeah, I'm insecure and awkward all the time. Mm-hmm. You've seen most of that for like the last hour. <laughs> like I'm just uncomfortable. I'm always uncomfortable. And a lot of that is kind of like I was not sh- – I wasn't a sheltered mm-hmm. kid, but, you know, I kind of was a little bit – it was a smaller school and I didn't have friends because I was cool. It was just lack of options. It wasn't a very big place. You know, they're just – we were kind of forced to kind of be around each other. Yeah. So – and I don't know if that helped me at all. I definitely – I think I agree that – you know, and you've said it, like it helped you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of shape. But at the same time, it's also something that you're still always probably going to be conscious of. For sure. And not in a bad way. Right. I think you should be. I don't. It kind of shapes where you're going. Yep. And can shape other people. I mean, has anyone ever come to you, you know, and kind of w- with a similar, you know, not concern, but just like, hey, I just feel uncomfortable. I'm not seeing a lot of people that I can relate to. Um, like work-wise? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. I think having... Um, like a black woman in HR is very helpful for a lot of people. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel comfortable coming to me when they might, like I said, might not feel comfortable going to, you know, whoever it may be that they directly report to. Beth. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Beth. I, but I, I do think it's helpful because they feel like, you know, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. Whereas someone else might not be able to understand where they're coming from, especially for black women in the workforce. Like there, people have said stuff about my hair, like on meetings, like people have been like, Oh, like Adrena, your hair is kind of crazy. That is so inappropriate. Like, and I had to say something like, you don't say that to a black woman because you know, there's this whole thing about our hair being unprofessional when it's in its natural state. If we have braids, if we have locks, like, that is crazy. So another black woman that maybe a manager said something to them about that, they would feel comfortable coming to me talking about that, whereas someone else, they wouldn't because they're not going to get it. Yeah. Like, I've had to tell people, like, you can't say that. <laughs> like, And I'm, I'm curious. I've, you don't have to get, like, get yeah. these, but, like, when you have to have that conversation, like, how does it go on the other side? Is it more surprise kind of like yes very surprised and and they but they feel bad like they're literally like oh my gosh like i was just kidding i didn't even know so it didn't come from a bad place but you might say that to someone who is not as understanding as i am or willing to educate you like i might just they might just sue you (laughs) it doesn't need to come from a bad place to land at a bad place yeah yeah it can be received poorly exactly and i think that's kind of what again we talked about on the high school side, mm-hmm. you know, some people, again, they just don't know. Like you said, that wasn't like a, it, it wasn't, they weren't insulting you. Right. They probably thought they were being playful and That's joking That's exactly around. what they thought. But like, not Burr. knowing and not being experienced, not knowing and not being experienced, mm-hmm. like in, in certain scenarios, 
that can be kind of yeah. detrimental. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm glad they were surprised and apologetic, but but it does not always go that way. I'm sure. No, no, yeah, no I'm sure. So. I'm sure it doesn't. But and also kind of like why those conversations are kind of important. Exactly. Uh, also, no one's hair looks good in its natural state. <laughs> None. Zero. I think it except for like maybe does, Lauren, so. probably Lauren. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> no, no one's does. I no. See. Oh. Natural well. state. That's hat hair. That's from my hat. It's natural state. I'm not getting on a. I'm not going to a wedding looking like yeah, that. Yeah, but when we say natural. Oh, I know. That's not <laughs> what we're saying. I know. But yeah, like yeah. afro, you know, natural curls. Is not unkempt. It's not unprofessional. It's beautiful. I agree. Afros yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Yes. Everyone snaps. I did too. <laughs> what about personally? Like, uh, like uh, obviously, people have come to you at work. You said about that. What about? I, I think you've mentioned like people like maybe thinking about moving to Rocky River. Mm-hmm. Like, like anyone else that's kind of come to you and say your experience was this. I feel like I'm in something similar, or I'm making a choice to maybe go in this direction, and I might be in a similar scenario. Yeah, people all the time ask me like how my um, experience was growing up in Rocky River. And yeah, I'm honest. Um, And like I said, you know, friends that are like making those decisions. I mean, sometimes maybe they're not actually asking me for advice. They're just talking and then I give them my unsolicited advice. But um, yeah, I think in my personal life, yes, people come to me about those things all the time. Um, And yeah, like I like to share. I like to be open and honest. I don't sugarcoat things. Um, And yeah. Well, I don't think you should. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think you have to sugarcoat something like that to get yeah. your point across. And also, not sugarcoating, it doesn't mean you're being blunt and rude right. and mean. Like, hey, this is my experience. I didn't like a lot of it. I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, and I do, and I guess this is kind of like professionally too, but even just um, friends asking like how I got to where I am, you know, professionally. I mean, that's still, you know, professional, but friends asking for advice like how did you climb the ladder how did you do that um and especially as a black woman as a younger black woman so um you know those are experiences that I like to talk about and share which I have obviously already talked about that a little bit earlier but well you're personable obviously Mm -hmm. for one uh pretty driven you seem to be pretty comfortable in any with the exception of the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Yeah. You seem awkward. to be pretty. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> well, I, well, I mean, you talked about kind of going to a different types of verticals, yeah. you know, like on the fashion side. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be able to pivot like that, some people would stick in that no matter what. Yeah. Like if someone per, like in the middle of college did realize, oh my God, I don't want to do this. You'll make people just stick that out. Like I've all the this time. Far. Yeah. Happens all, all the, the time. time. To be able to pivot and be like, have the confidence to be like, I just got to make a change because I know I can't do that mm-hmm. as a young person. I think that that shows, you know, character poise. I think the ability to to pivot when needed, which I mean, in this life, any life, work life, personal life, you have to be able to make those decisions and pivot if you have to. For sure. You, know, you don't want to get caught in a bad relationship, whether that's personal or professional. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, my friends will say this, like I have so many like different groups of friends, like you know, obviously I have my girlies that are here with me today. Um, you know, I have my friends that I grew up with. I have friends that I met at different jobs, you know, and these, all these people look different. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like I am comfortable around all different types of people. I'm comfortable at all different types of events. Um, I like to 
put myself in, you know, different situations. I mean, yeah. how can you grow if you're just around the same type of people oh, all the that's time? Probably the biggest problem that people have yeah. now, at, at least from a political sense. Yeah. Most people only talk to the people that agree with them about mm -hmm. anything, and that's regardless of what side you're on. I mean, we're we don't need to get into it, but we're doing it now. Yeah, like with everything that's kind of going on in Israel and Gaza. Mm -hmm. Like, I oh mean, yeah. I mean, the amount of things that happen, like the the, the George Floyd thing, mm -hmm. the Little Mermaid. If we grab everything and just pick a side quickly. Yeah. It's very odd. Mm -hmm. COVID. Keep going back. I mean, yeah. we, we do this with everything. The COVID thing got real weird. The COVID was just, I got to pick a side, and then you're a staunch, you know, staunch believer in taking it, a staunch believer mm -hmm. in not. And I was just like, I don't care. I just want to see my mom. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> I, was, I just want to see my grandpa. I want to be able to go see my mom. Yeah. You know? And yeah. like, like yeah. I'm using the information I have at the time. I saw people still post this. We are closing in on 2024. And I saw someone post, you know, I have never not regretted not taking the the, like, the, the jab. Shut like, up. It was four years yeah, ago, the, man. What are you doing? Good That's Lord. That's weird. It's very weird. Someone forgot their Netflix password. Yeah. I'm like, well. Strange. Got to see what's on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. <laughs> But we Facebook. do, we get super, I mean, and it's just, you can't even say that that's not the case because when everyone on one side is usually the same people are on one side or everything, it's just, it, it's all the same thing. Like when people don't like this and everyone just grabs a side, I'd be blown away. Like what happens if like Democrats all came on and said, we actually don't believe in gay marriage. It would, everyone would be so confused. Oh man. Everyone would be like, wait, do we have to switch? Yeah. I just, way. I don't believe in it, but. I'm usually on the other side of those guys. <laughs> like, I don't know what people would do if they all just got together and said that. Like, we don't believe in that anymore. And then they all these, you know, people on the right would be like, oh, uh, we're actually okay with it now. Yeah. I think just to be contrary. And then that's what everyone does. It's weird. So what in the next five, ten years are your plans? Start with five years. I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. I was like, what? <laughs> five years? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, like, that's, not, that's very unfair of me to even ask you that question. So, okay, so you're, do you want to stay in Cleveland? I am open to moving. Yeah. I definitely am open, but I don't even know where I would want to go. Yeah. I really don't. Um, But no, I am not tied down to staying in Cleveland. I would, I am open to moving. I always have wanted to live in California. I know my girl, Lauren, did for a long time. Um, I've always wanted to live in California. I don't really want to go anywhere else cold. Like I've been there, done that. Yeah. But I do like Chicago a lot. But oh, I mean that's just yeah to the left. Yeah, Same weather. like I just. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't I do know, but like... I am open to moving. I do not feel like I need to stay here. Um, you know, I want to continue growing. You know, in my career. Next step is VP. I'm putting it out there, putting it out in the universe. Next step is VP of human resources, um, and continue to grow as a content creator. I've been having so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's just fun. Um, like I said, I'm just, I've been doing, I'm doing what I have been doing. Um, but just taking it more seriously. <laughs> so, yeah. No, well, I asked because of like with your background, mm -hmm. the experiences you had, and you're still really young, mm -hmm. I mean, to kind of try other markets or different or larger markets to try to take that, you know, the, 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 the managerial, you know, kind of VP mm -hmm. knowledge and experience you have to larger everything and try to spread, you know, kind of what you've learned through there too. That's the only reason I ask. Yeah. Cause I, I think a lot of us have that, uh, you know, we all wanted to try different things or do different things. I mean, you're in a good spot where you can. Yeah. Uh, 
we don't want to lose you. You know, we're already going to lose some cool, like we're going to lose Mayor Bibb. I think we discussed it last time we were here. He's not staying here. He's too good. <laughs> He's not staying here. Someone snatched. He's going to be in Washington like five years. Yep. So enjoy this ride. Okay. And I don't think that's a bad thing because you travel a decent amount, don't you? I do like to travel. Yeah. Um, what, what are your favorite ones? Um, outside of California. Outside of California. Well, I went to Cabo this year and that was amazing. Um, stayed at a beautiful resort and I, it was my best friend, she took me as her plus one on her company's uh, oh, really? president's <laughs> club trip. So it was free. And I was at like a five-star resort in Cabo. So that was amazing. Um, like I said, I, I really like Chicago. I love like the food there. I love shopping. Um, so that's always fun. Just did a family trip there over the summer. Um, I was just in Atlanta recently, which I've always liked Atlanta. Um, I have like I used to go when I was younger. We have family there. And um, never really experienced it as an adult until this year. I've been a couple times this year. Like, amazing. Went down there for Forbes um, BLK. Um, that was unreal. Such a great experience. It was the um, inaugural one. So it was the first um, uh, Forbes BLK event that they had down there. So that was amazing. Those are good ones. I like the – I understand the cold. Like, if I were to move – I, it would almost have to be like a super hard turn from this. Yeah. So I think I would have to go somewhere warm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can continue to do it. But I'm also such a sweater. Like I sweat a lot. <laughs> I sweat here. So you're going to say I'm a sweater guy, but you said I'm a sweater. No, like I'm a sweater. A person sweating. who sweats. Okay. Yes. Got it. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> In any environment. Yeah. I mean, I was sweating yesterday. Why? It was 45 degrees. And my, <laughs> my wife's like, are you sweating? You're such an idiot. So I'd struggle, like if I was like in Texas, yeah. and I've been in places like Dallas when it's really hot, it's uncomfortable. I don't know if I can do that. What about... Ooh. Texas, yeah, I don't... Mm, not moving to Texas, no. Austin's the I, only one. Yeah, I, don't I like some of the cities, but like stay? No, yeah, I don't think I don't so, man. Texas kind of scares me. It does scare me, because mm -hmm. like the fact I heard that scared me the most, that I think that Texas has more... More, I believe, tigers in captivity in private collections than the rest of the world. What? Yeah, I was in this when Tiger King came out. Again, back to COVID. Uh, I think they have the most private collections of tigers huh. in Texas because they're all like nutty, like you know, animal collectors. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. Austin's yeah. the only one that I like there. I'm, I'm good on Texas. Yeah. <laughs> what about? Uh, can we talk personal life? Sure. Nice. Because you like really roared out like during Alex's. Oh. <laughs> hey, I know where this is going. I think it was like you yelled something like, oh, something like men are scum or something. I mean, yeah. Like the dating pool. Mm. I man, No, I know. It's, it's scary. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I literally saw a meme the other day. The dating pool is filled with married men. <laughs> but like. I don't know. I don't know what is going on. Um, I say all this at when I'm like literally have the sweetest boyfriend on the planet. Like oh, he's okay. he's a very nice nice man, very nice man. Um, but it took a lot to get here. It took a lot to get here. It took a lot to I find mean, a nice man. Or yeah, got to become a nice man. No, no, no. Because you're like find, he's a really nice man. No, to but. find a nice man. <laughs> oh man. No, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. In the Cleveland, I don't know. It's it's. Trash. Ooh. Trash. I mean, I'm not. Well, do you have a lot of single friends? I have a mixture. Okay. I have 
a good mixture of married friends, single friends, and like friends in long-term relationships. A mixture. Like I have friends that have been married since 2014. Oh. But then, then I have friends that are single. They don't. They're not dating anyone. So see, I don't like when people have been like, "Do you know anyone single?" I'm like, "No." Yeah, I. I'm have in my a good 40s mixture. with kids. Like yeah. we all know each other. If I know anyone my age that's single, it's like you don't want them. <laughs> let's just let's be real. <laughs> but you know, this might sound bad, and I agree with that for men, but not for women. I I really do like because there are. So many women that are amazing, awesome, seeking a partner that is on their level. And then there's these guys that are like in their 40s doing who knows what. They're single for a reason. I'm sorry. They're single for a reason. I, I blame... I blame a lot of social media for yeah. that. Yeah. I really, really do. The, uh, like, the... I think the, uh... The Andrew Tates and the Fresh and Fits of the world, Ugh. I think, have really, yeah. really warped a lot of people's. And I, I've seen clips of those. They're more funny than anything at least to me because it's so dumb. Yeah. But I, I don't think I really realized what kind of an impact that was having on like some men. I, I remember talking to recently, not even that. That's the worst part. Not that long ago, and a friend of my, a friend of. Mine was talking to a friend of his, and he texted me. He's like, "Hey, my friend is saying these things to me, and I don't know what advice to give him. You're old, so you might know." So, <laughs> and he started sending me these screenshots, and I mean, it was like a transcript of like a Fresh and Fit podcast. For anyone who doesn't know what the Fresh and Fit podcast is, it's a it's a proclaimed like like helping men podcast. I don't know what it, what the actual terminology is for that. It's not. They have on a bunch of OnlyFans girls and they try to make them feel stupid. That's essentially what the entire podcast is and they have like 3,000 episodes of the exact same thing over and over and over again. It's very odd. But they're really into things like like rating women, which is, I thought that was done in the 80s. But apparently like, you know, giving women a number. Like she's a mm. four, like shit like that. The high value man, high value woman, which oh, is wait, who the, the dumbest discussion. Who was the guy that passed away, the black guy? Kevin, Kevin Samuels. Samuels, another Ke one. He had a big following. Another one. He had a fried. very, very big following. Very fried. Yeah. Fried. But that, yeah, it, it, and he might even been the one that coined the high value That's why phrase. I said that when you said that. That's he is the one who I think that. he was yeah. the one that was. And yeah. that that's warped a lot of people's thinking mm -hmm. into being a high... For, I mean, first of all, it's completely subjective, first of all, if you're a high... A high value person is like, hey, do you like have a job and like take care of yourself? That's pretty high value, I think, mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> but that's a, I'd never realized that until I started getting the messages that this this young kid was saying, like back to his friend about he needs to do this, needs to do this, needs to do that. It was all just a transcript well, from this. Podcast. And in Cleveland, we have um very big church leaders saying things along those lines. Really? Yes. What women bring to the table. Sermons are th those are the topics. What? Yeah. So I am not a church goer. Yeah. So I'm well, not aware. you don't want to go to that church. So um, how does this come up in a sermon? It, I, great question. That's a good question. <laughs> but these are things that are happening. So oh. and that's just going back to your point. Social media, like all these things, I think it's ruined a lot of that. And then this is kind of like a a more silly side, but. I've also been you. I've, have you been seeing like the lists of like where girls like <laughs> won't go out to eat on a date? Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those really bum me out. I will say. Yeah. So 
this to me though this all started with something that is not like that so i don't know if i'm sure a lot of people saw like i think it was like the original video it was a girl refusing to get out of the car because the oh, guy I wanted to take her to cheesecake factory and i said okay okay we need like to actually know what's going on here if you saw it was like a like a younger like pretty black girl and the guy was an older man we know why she was on that date she was not on that date for love she wasn't she thought she was going out with an older, wealthier man that was going to take her to this fine dining experience. I understand why she was upset. This wasn't like her boyfriend that she's in love with that wanted to take her to Cheesecake Factory. Like, that's not what was happening. And, you know, I have a friend. She went on a date with a guy. She was matched through a millionaire matchmaker. Do you want to know where this millionaire took her to dinner? Uh, I do so bad. BJ's. Oh. And asked her to split the check. So like in those types of situations, no, you don't want to go to a chain restaurant. You're literally signing up to go on a date with a millionaire. (laughs) Like, why are you taking me to BJ's? But I think that list just like got out of control because like, yes, like you might not want to do that for a first date or if you're expecting something lavish because you're going on a date with a man in a certain demographic or whatever. But yeah, that, that list is a little I don't, crazy. First of all, I, I like the Cheesecake Factory and I like BJ's. They actually have pretty good beer there, like their own beer. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> so that's actually why the list bummed me out because I'm like, right. oh, really? That's but bad? we have I'd to think about now. what they're actually saying. You know, no, like, I, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I, but I also agree on a first date. Like I, like a first date, a first date is where you kind of show like kind of what you're into, the things you really, really like. Mm-hmm. Like if you're on a coffee date, I think it matters what coffee place mm-hmm. you go to. If yep. you are going to go get drinks, what are they drinking? We did this on the Be A Man thing. All that we were talking about, the drinks. Like if a guy like orders a margarita or a beer, are you like, margarita? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, we're not in Cabo. Why are you doing that here at the I Cheesecake Factory? I do love Factory? a margarita wherever I'm at. I know, but it, that's it, – I. I I think like if I were to ask somebody out now, like if I was going to take my wife out mm-hmm. now, I would take her to a place that I really liked. That was, I'm not saying it has to be $300, but but like a place that I like that kind of showed yeah. what I'm about, what I consider like kind of like good food, good drinks, good atmosphere. So yeah, Cheesecake Factory BJ's is not where I would take them. Um, but then I also get bummed out when I hear about that because you know what? To some people that is fine dining. Yeah. Some, yeah. I don't know what someone's financial situation True. is, yep. which is why I didn't like the list. It made me feel bad for people that are really trying to just, you know, go out to dinner and they're probably, yep. you know, there was a couple sitting there reading that list just like, oh my God, are we scum? <laughs> We've go there all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I see what you're saying. I didn't know. I, I remember the video, but I was more just laughing at the video. But yeah. the context of but it. But that's why she was upset. If there's an she agreement. Wasn't, yeah, 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 that's why she was upset. If there's an agreement where it's like, obviously you're with me because I'm yeah. older and rich. Yeah. Treat me like you're older and rich. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everybody that's single. <laughs> this, I mean, man, I thought there was too much politics and everything. And that was a lot of politics. and the, Dating looks horrible now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad. I'm I'm glad that you are in the middle of something now that, you know, have you been to the Cheesecake Factory with him? 
No. Okay, good. We, right. we have right. not been to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> How would that go down if he's if he just pulls in and you look at the sign, you're like, we're going to the Cheesecake Factory? Are you far enough along where it's oh, okay? Yeah, oh, I don't care. Okay, yeah, cool. No, that, yeah, I don't care now. If okay. that's where he took me on our first date, I would have been pissed. Would you? <laughs> I would have not gotten out the car. Like, that was a little dramatic. But, like, I would have been like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to go on a second date. Ugh. No, but he was like, r- like really great. He asked me like what kind of food I liked, and he doesn't live here. He lives in Columbus. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he doesn't live here. He asked me like what kind of food I liked, and based upon what I said, he found a great restaurant in Cleveland that was not a chain restaurant, and yeah, it was fun. So. And here he is. He doesn't even know. He took the homecoming queen out. <laughs> <laughs> Took out the homecoming queen. Yeah, Is yeah. he aware of your homecoming background? Yes, because it got brought up at Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I, I bring it up everywhere. No, I, go. I don't remember who brought it up. Someone brought it up, and I was like, I don't know if he knew that. But Ugh. okay, well, here. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I was never the homecoming king. Hmm. I don't think I, no, I wouldn't think it was even considered. <laughs> and I thought I was popular. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show. Who yeah, knows? Who so. knows? I'm really happy you came for a couple of reasons. Obviously, I like when you bring like because you guys roll deep. I like that you bring all your friends. I do. I always enjoy that, and I Gotta hope have the girlies every single time we do a, another an episode. Honestly, even if you don't know the person, just come over. <laughs> you know, and you guys can all just watch. I just I, I truly truly enjoy that. But also, I liked what, when you had kind of mentioned that you know the 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 growing up in Rocky River because that's again it's it's I've never had to. A lot of us just haven't had to deal with that and don't think about that and don't and don't think about it like in a I don't care about it in a, it's kind of hard to really, if you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know, I like that we were open about it and open to talking about it. And yeah, I mean, I think that that would be, again, just, it would be awkward, I think, to, to say the least. But then translating that into, you know, that's what I was curious about. Like, is that something that is still in your decisions that you're kind of making going forward? And, and some they are and some they're not. And you're able to kind of pull positives from it too and relay that to your, to your, sure. to your life now too. I think that's great. And I really like LTK. That's what it was called. LTK. I do like that. Yeah. I Adrena like on muscles. LTK. A-D-R-I-N-A. I like I like side gigs Follow like me. that, especially stuff that you like. What is it again? Say Adrena, A-D-R-I-N-A. Just okay. my first name. I'll tag Very it. easy. I'll tag it. Don't Thank worry. You. Everyone's gonna know. Everyone's gonna know. You're gonna get a lot of followers out I of sure this. hope so. No, I do. I really appreciate that. I, I like the I like what you're doing, and I like that you're willing to kind of talk about that. I mean, these are you're okay talking about. Some people don't like to. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, they they shy away from it. They're afraid they're going to say something. I'll admit, I was a little afraid I was going to say not something mean, but I was, like, going to say something wrong mm-hmm. or say something that I'm I'm not informed about and kind of be misinterpreted, you know, the wrong way. But these are good conversations to have. It kind of shows people who you are, too. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been so uh, much you're fun. You're always welcome. Yeah. You're all always welcome. I mean, granted, you all keep coming back no matter what. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we keep showing up. <laughs> okay, so, again, plug all your stuff. Yes, yeah, so um, follow me on Instagram, Adrena Couture, so A-D-R-I-N-A-C-O-U-T-U-R-E, um, and then Adrena, just my first name, A-D-R-I-N-A on L-T-K, um, to shop my looks. Thank you again for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, new live show going to be in Akron uh, at Musica. It's going to be in February, so uh, more to come on that. Um, I'm like... Well, he agreed. I can say it. So Andre is going to be the guest. Andre not. 
He's going to be the guest there. Ken will be with me because he goes everywhere with me. Uh, still looking for some uh, musical guests to close out. I'm going to look for like an Akronak, someone cool. I have one in mind that I think would be really, really cool, but I don't want to say it because I haven't talked to them yet. But if I can, I'll be really excited because they're one of my favorites. Um, but outside of that, that's it. Everybody have a really, really safe holiday, regardless of what you're celebrating. It's getting cold outside. Uh, don't drink and drive. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> that was for before the recording. Uh, <laughs> and everybody just be safe and have fun. And make sure you follow Adrena. And thank you again. It was really awesome seeing you again. Yeah, great to see you too. Thanks right. so much. Sure.